Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. In the front yard at 79 Wistful Vista, there is a shade tree which badly needs pruning. Now, the logical man to do this job is a professional tree surgeon. But logic is rarely found at the home of Fibber McGee and Molly. I'm going to prune that shade tree there, kiddo. Only even off a few of the raggedy-looking branches off in it. Look at that thing. Well, it's as one-sided as a Russian election. <laughs> well, it does look a little uneven, but you be careful now. I will. I won't hurt myself. <laughs> it's not you that I'm worried about, oh? but there's the cutest little woodpecker that lives in that tree, and I don't want you to frighten him away. Me frighten him? Ha! That red-eyed little hammerhead dives on me every time I go out to get the evening paper. He don't know an Irishman from a pole. <laughs> oh, he's just playful, dearie. He's like a friendly little puppy. Oh, yeah? First puppy I ever saw was a building ice pick. <laughs> I don't need him like I don't need another hole in the head. <laughs> Uh, let me see. I got my saw, my pruning shears, screwdriver, friction tape. All, all. Hey, where's my all? Oh, you loan that to more tubes, dearie, and I admire you for it. What do you mean? I admire any man who would give his all for a friend. Pliers, <laughs> oh, yeah. crowbar. Crowbar. What well, I need is a woodpecker bar. <laughs> Hammer, nails, embroidery scissors. What on earth are the embroidery scissors for? Huh? You going to trim that tree with scalloped edges? Oh, no. The scissors have cut the end off my cigar with. Oh. <laughs> Why don't you just bite the end off of it? Oh, that's too unsanitary. After all, that cigar goes in my mouth, you know. <laughs> well, hold the stepladder for me, kiddo. I'm going to start right here. All right. Be careful now. This is a pretty old stepladder. You gave it to me for our third wedding anniversary, you know. Hey, get away! Shoo. Beat it, you noisy little nuisance. <laughs> McGee, now you frightened him. Frightened him, my clavicle. Look at what he done to the handle of this saw. He just missed my thumb by an inch. Oh, now don't be so... Oh, hello there, Mr. Old-Timer. Oh, hi, Old-Timer. Hello there, kids. <laughs> hey, don't worry, daughter. I'll help you shake that ladder. We'll get him down from there. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey, hey. no. Cut it off. Mr. Old-Timer, I'm not trying to get him down off the ladder. Oh, I'm just up here to trim this tree, Old-Timer. Well, good for you, Johnny. I like to see a man get an early start. What you gonna trim it with? Colored lights and candy canes? <laughs> I wouldn't put the presents under it yet, though. Might get some bad weather between now and Christmas. Hey. <laughs> Take it easy. I'm not trimming the tree for Christmas. I'm just pruning it down a little. Its limbs aren't even. Whose limbs is, Johnny? <laughs> Mine ain't. I got a 32-inch arm and a 36-inch leg. <laughs> hey. You want me to help you? Huh? I was an intern at one time for a tree surgeon. Oh, really? In a nursery, I suppose, sprinkling talcum powder on the little seedlings. 
was a pre-med student with the Gilbert School of Pre-Surgeons in Red Oak, Iowa. That's so. But I got two out of the profession for malpractice. <laughs> I made a serious mistake. Oh, what did you do? Well, it was my first major operation, daughter. Yeah. The patient was a big oak tree. I performed a saparotomy and left him with a six-foot incision in the torso. <laughs> well, I laid all my instruments out, and I says to Dr. Gilbert, I says, What do we do now, Doc? Nail him shut? Nope, says the doctor. Fill the incision with wet cement. Did you do it? Yep. I plugged it up, let it harden, and started packing my instruments, and suddenly I realized... I've left something in the tree I shouldn't have. Oh. oh, heavenly days. What did Dr. Gilbert say? He said, and I quote, Help! Let me out of here, stupid! <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Saw that limb off twice and it still looks too short. Boy, this is really tough pruning on this tree. You know it, Molly? Hey, get out of here. Beat it. Get off of this ladder. Scram. <laughs> Isn't he cute? He's having so much fun. Yeah. He likes fun. I got a good little game I'd like to play with him. Where's my badminton racket? <laughs> Don't blame the woodpecker, dearie. You'd be excited, too, if somebody started sawing your little home out from under you. A limb at a time. Yeah, I guess that's right. How does the tree look so far, kiddo? Am I trimming it even? Yes. Yes. You're trimming it even worse than it was. <laughs> that last limb you cut off was a little too much. Oh, well, that one. I was merely trying hi, to get... Hi, mister. Oh, hi, sis. <laughs> Hello there, teeny. How are you? Well. Hi, Miss McGee. What you doing, Mr. McGee? Hmm? What you doing? Hmm? What you... Up on the ladder, hmm? <laughs> I'm pruning this tree, sis. Hey, why aren't you in school? We don't have any school today, I bet you. Oh? Our teacher's home with the bronchitis. Oh, she catch cold? Oh, no. She broke her leg. She broke her leg? How's that, Jenny? I thought you said she had bronchitis. She has, I bet you. That's how she got her broken leg. She tripped over Willie's bronchitis. <laughs> That's a woodpecker, Kenny. Yeah, and if you don't quit bothering me, I'm going to get my slingshot and break every window in the block. Hey, Mr. McGee, hmm? why do woodpeckers always go around banging their heads against trees and telephone poles and stuff, hmm? Why do they, hmm? Why, hmm? You mean you don't know, sis? Sure I don't, I betcha. Uh, well, sir, once upon a time... There was a big tree in the middle of a field, and it was attacked one day by millions and millions of seven-year locusts. By the way, McGee, why are they called seven-year locusts? Well, because a good gag about locusts come along about every seven years, and I just done one two years ago. <laughs> well, sir, them locusts started eating and eating and devouring that poor tree, Teeny, leaf by leaf, stem by stem, and limb by limb. Oh, gee. And the tree started to cry. 
being a weeping willow and kind of emotional. And it hollered for help, and a bunch of red-headed, kind-hearted little birds flew to the rescue and ate up all the locusts. Oh, boy. Good deed. Yeah. And the tree was so grateful it said, Well, thanks, birds. I sure appreciate what you've done. What do I owe you? And the bird says, Oh, whatever you think is right. And the tree said, No, 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 you name your price. And the bird said, Well, we'll have to twitter about it a while and let you know. And the tree said, Okay, but whatever it is, you just send your bill in to me. And they did. <laughs> They've been doing it ever since. Every time one of these red-headed birds sees a tree, he sends his bill into it. Isn't that interesting, sis? Gee, it really was, mister. Only you overlooked one thing, I betcha. I did? What did I overlook? Your ladder is falling down. You yeah. better jump off quick. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Thanks, sis. That's okay, mister. So long, Miss McGee. So long, Teeny. Goodbye, Teeny. You know, McGee? Huh? I think you've taken too many limbs off the north side of that tree. Well, that's a simple thing to re-rectify, kiddo. I'll just take a few more off the south side. You pick up the stepladder while I pick up my saw. Oh, no, Molly. Here, let me handle that ladder for you. Well, thank you, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Hello, pal. Hey, what happened to your tree? McGee. What do you want? I wasn't talking to you. I was answering Mr. Wilcox. Oh. Well, this tree was a little lopsided, Junior, so I'm trimming off a few branches. Oh, that's a pretty sloppy-looking job, pal. Why don't you get somebody over here who knows something about pruning trees? What do you mean, somebody who knows something? Who knows more about it than I do? Well, starting alphabetically, Why, a... gee whiz. Back in Peoria, I worked for old man Brunner as chief pruner of Brunner's Pruners. Specializing in pruning prune trees to produce premium prunes. Well, what I meant to say, pal, was... Everybody knows that a well-pruned prune tree produces prettier prunes than an unpruned prune tree, and I was the pride of the prune people. (laughs) Some of the pruners pruned at noon, but I like to prune by the light of the moon. I got to be known around the prunery as Goon Boy, the lunar pruner. (laughs) I always prune a little tune when I start to prune these premium prunes. And between my crooning tunes and pruning prunes and tuning moons and crooning prunes, we finally ripped out all the trees and planted tulips again. (laughs) (laughs) He's always planting tulips. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, that reminds me of an amusing incident that happened to me during the war. Now, just a minute, Junior. Has this got anything to do with Johnson's water-repellent glow coat? Not a thing, pal. Cross my heart. Well, then go right ahead, Mr. Wilcox. Well, sir, I was driving through a little town in Colorado one afternoon when I saw a soldierly-looking young fellow running across a field. Yeah. He had on blue denims with a big PW across his back. Oh, oh, oh I said, a prisoner of war. And oh. I jumped out of my car and gave chase. How'd you know his name was Chase? <laughs> What did you give him? I mean, I ran after him, chased him for a mile. Oh, he chased him. When I finally caught up with him, I stopped him and spoke to him in his own language. Hold it, Mac, I said. Parlez-vous German? But was he an Italian fellow? <laughs> no, no, he couldn't have been, pal. He answered me in pidgin English. Pidgin English? Yeah, he gave me a strange look and said, Coo, coo. <laughs> and then laid there. <laughs> 
Well, I said, look here, I said. You're an escaped prisoner of war. I can tell by the PW on your back. And he said, that isn't prisoner of war. That stands for paste whack. (laughs) I'm a Johnston salesman from Racine, Wisconsin, he said. That was an interesting story. I'm not through yet. Well, well, get through, cuckoo. <laughs> well, I, I asked him why he was running, and he told me. Yeah. He'd sold out all of his Johnson's paste wax. But there was such a demand for it, because after all, it's the finest protection that money can buy for floors, woodwork, fine furniture, leather goods, and so many other of your priceless possessions. Yeah, but you... Because Johnson's paste wax seals them against dust and dirt and dampness and makes it so easy for them to retain that sparkling luster that he was running back to the factory for another supply. Well, why didn't you give him a lift, Tightwad? I did, pal, I did. I took him back to my car and gave him a lift to the next big town. Well. Matter of fact, it was in the papers the next morning. In the paper? What did it say? It said, prisoner of war escapes from Colorado prison. <laughs> Police seek accomplice with getaway car. Oh, that was me, kids, the accomplice. Oh, boy. I'll bet you lay low for a while after that one. I didn't go out of my backyard for three weeks, just stayed home and planted tulips. So long, kids. Now, look, dearie, it's getting late, and you've still got a lot of pruning to do. Now, what time is it? It's about half past. Oh, my gosh, I had better get busy. Well, now, hold the ladder. Take it easy now. Yeah. Hello, Molly. Hi, McGee. Oh, hello, Mr. May. Uh, oh, oh, hi, Trip. Pruning the tree, I see. <laughs> Can I help you with it? Do you know anything about trees, Mr. Mayor? Indeed, I do, Molly. I went to an agricultural school some years ago. In fact, I was an instructor in horticulture and animal husbandry. Animal husbandry, eh? Well, good for you, Latrev. I always say that after a hard day's plowing, it's mighty nice for a horse to come home to his wife and family. (laughs) Always say that. (laughs) Never does much good, but I always say that. Why did you give it up, Mr. Mayor? Uh, Well, it got a little confusing, Molly. My students kept trying to get their livestock on the bride and groom program. Anyway, I preferred horticulture, planting, spraying, pruning, and grafting, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And from grafting, it was just a short step to politics, eh? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> but when I was in school, we performed some very interesting experiments with plants, like crossing onions with violets for tea room salads. <laughs> McGee has done a lot of interesting things like that, too, Mr. Mayor. Haven't you, McGee? Such as what, Tootsie? Oh, you can think of something. Oh. <laughs> sure I can. Oh, I mind one time, Latriv. I figured out a way to cross cantaloupes with Concord grapes so I could uh, raise grapes as big as cantaloupes. And is it so? Well, only in reverse. I had a fine crop of cantaloupes the size of grapes. Stuffed <laughs> them with pimentos and sold them for olives. Well, if you'll excuse me, Latrib, I gotta get back to work. I gotta oh, go. Go right ahead. When I get back to the office, I'll send our city forester over to help. Oh, uh, t- wait a minute, McGee. Let me see that saw a minute. Here, Mr. Mayor, what's the matter with it? Oh, nothing, nothing. It looks like the one I used to play when I was in the Coast Guard. Entertaining the crew, you know. Oh? Yes, it's the same kind of saw. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a little flat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> well, I like to work with a flat saw. It goes through the wood better. Play something for us, won't you, Mr. Mayor? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be happy to, Molly. Now, let me see you. The third man senior. <laughs> Sounds like he struck out. I'd like to hear it played good sometime. Well, that can be arranged. Listen to this and good day. So long, Mr. Well, how am I doing, Molly? Is the tree even yet? No. No, it's lopsided on the other side, oh, down again. You cut off too much again. Look out, here comes the woodpecker again. Get out of here, Scram. Hey, did you see that guy that time, Molly? If I hadn't abducted, he'd have parted my hair clear down to my chin. Well, I don't know what you can do about it. I do. What? Hand me my old air raid warden helmet out of that tool chest. All right. There you are. Thanks. Why, George, now I'll let that little flying rivet gun try to... Oh, hi, Ollie. Hello, Ollie. Well, hello, McGee. Hello, missus. Hey, why are you messing up the shade tree, McGee? Nature going to make trees good enough for you? Well, he's trying to even it up, Ollie, but he keeps cutting one side too short, and then he has to trim the other side again. Yeah. <laughs> like I always tell my kids. By I the said. way, how are the children, Ollie? Good, I hope. No, missus, they're not good, but they feel fine. <laughs> they're full of mischief. My yes. littlest kid, Lars, he's rehearsing for school play. What school play, Ollie? Something for Easter? Yeah, La- little Lars is Easter bunny in it. Oh. He's got good equipment for the port, too. Yeah? Every time he looks in looking glass, he can't believe his ears. <laughs> Does he like to rehearse, Ollie? Oh, he took it very serious, missus. He eats only carrots and lettuce for dinner, hops around on furniture like bunny, and my missus say if he starts laying colored eggs, she'll skin him alive. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's a lot of fun raising children, Ollie. Yeah, that's what all my friends with no kids tell me. <laughs> Look very good in that iron helmet, McGee. Makes me think of my cousin Gustav. He was in the army. A second Bluey. <laughs> second Louis? No. One second he was practicing with hand grenades. The next second Bluey. <laughs> so that was Gustav all over. Well, so long. <laughs> tree's beginning to look awfully skinny. You've got more branches on the ground than you have on the tree. Well, my trouble is that when I'm up on the ladder, I can't stand back and look at it at the same time, too. I can't get the right prospect. Look out, here comes the woodpecker again. Let him come. I'm ready for him. Go on, light on my head, you little mutt. <laughs> That'll teach him a lesson. Look at him. His bill is bent like a button hook. That'll teach him to lay off. Oh, hi, bud. Good day, sir. I'm from the park department. Mr. McGee sent me over to see you, Mr. Mayor. Well, uh, I think there must be some mistake, sir. We are Mr. and Mrs. McGee. Yeah, the mayor sent you over, bud. Uh, You the city forester? Yes, I am. I'm the oldest city forester in the service. Oh, Oh, how nice. I wish Uncle Dennis was here. He just loves old foresters. Uncle, Mr. Driscoll? She's talking to you, Mr. Driscoll. No, no, no. She's talking to you, bud. Oh, I'm afraid you're confused, sir. I am not Mr. Driscoll. Of course not. Mr. Driscoll is my uncle. 
Are you really, sir? <laughs> well, I'd never guess it. You look old enough to be your father. She is my father. I mean, I... Now, look, bud, our name is McGee, Mr. and Mrs. Thibber. Your name is what? No, my name is Nuckwinkle. L. Rod Nuckwinkle III. Well, how do you do, Mr. Third? <laughs> You're a tree man, are you, sir? Yes, I am. I'm a tree expert. I have an office in the big elm tree on Oak Street. <laughs> That's my branch office, of course. <laughs> That's a political job you got, ain't it, Knockworth? Yes, that's why I'm located out on a limb. Oh. <laughs> I used to be in the National Park Service, but they considered me a bad security risk. Why? I was caught working with some redwoods. <clears throat> well, that's tough, bud, but I got a problem here. We need some advice about this tree. Look up there, see? Hmm, that's a very interesting uh, thing. <laughs> You know, I'll bet that was a nice tree at that. Oh, it ain't completely lost, is it, bud? I might have cut off too many branches or pruned a little, but there must be something I can do about it, ain't there something? Oh, of course there is. I know exactly what to do about it, and it is quite simple, too. Oh, good. Have you an old bowling ball around the house? Bowling ball? Yeah, sure, but I ain't got time to go bowling now, bud, because I got... Oh, no, no, sir. My advice is uh, take those last four branches off the tree. Yes. Get your bowling ball. Yes. Paint it with gold paint. Yeah. Put it on top of the tree and run downtown and buy a big American flag. Hot dog! That's wonderful, bud. We'll be the only family in town with a real, live, growing flagpole. And long may it wait. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to offer a salute tonight to the Boys Clubs of America. There are 325 Boys Clubs across the nation now. And their goal is a thousand of these clubs. The evil monster of juvenile delinquency is a serious threat to our children. The Boys Clubs of America are dedicated to meeting and beating that threat. And they're doing it very simply, by boys clubbing it to death. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs>